I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News update for Tuesday, January 16th. The driver accused of crashing his car into an Apple store in Hingham in November of 2022, killing one person and injuring 19 others, will appear before a judge today to determine if he should remain in custody. 53-year-old Bradley Rhine of Hingham was originally arrested and charged after his 2019 Toyota 4Runner ended up inside the Derby Street Shops store. He pleaded not guilty to several charges, including murder. Ryan was released in December 2022 on $100,000 bail, with a stipulation including a requirement that he wear a GPS tracking device. Roughly a year later, Ryan ended up back in court after, according to the Plymouth County DA, he allegedly let the battery of his GPS monitoring device die. The DA's office said Ryan then didn't answer phone calls from his case manager or answer his door when police conducted a welfare check on the night of December 22nd. The incident came months after Ryan was arrested for similarly letting the GPS bracelet die back in September. While Ryan was in court, a doctor testified she had concerns that the 53-year-old is not currently mentally competent as he seemed confused and disoriented during her assessment of him. The judge ultimately ruled that Ryan be held without bail as he is evaluated for 20 days at a State Department of Mental Health facility. The new trial in the case of the man accused of murdering Weymouth Police Sergeant Michael Chesna and innocent bystander Vera Adams in July of 2018 is slated to begin this week. Opening statements and Emmanuel Lopes' murder trial are set for tomorrow, six months after a mistrial was declared in his initial trial. During the first trial, Lopes' lawyers didn't dispute their client fatally shot Chesna and Adams, but they did question if he should be held criminally responsible, claiming his history of mental illness caused him to act irrationally in their deaths. Jurors deliberated for five days and were unable to reach a unanimous verdict. Moments after the mistrial was declared, some of Chesna's family members were heard gasping loudly and crying. His wife, Cindy Chesna, was seen emotionally crying as she left the courtroom. Lopes is accused of using a rock to disarm Chesna, then killing the officer with his own gun. Adams was also shot and killed while sitting nearby on her sun porch. Acting U.S. Attorney for Massachusetts Josh Levy is allowing letters between federal authorities and the Norfolk County DA's office to be released, according to a new court filing. Sources say a federal probe is looking into the investigation of John O'Keefe's January 2022 murder. Reporters requested one of eight letters that Norfolk County DA Mike Morrissey sent to the Department of Justice Office of Professional Responsibility, pushing back on the probe but were denied. The DA has asked for those letters to be impounded. According to two sources, Morrissey's letter also referenced a potential conflict with a high-level federal prosecutor in the U.S. Attorney's Public Corruption Unit in Boston, who is married to a former assistant district attorney from his office. According to Friday's court filings, Levy does not object to the release of the eight letters. A hearing on the issue is scheduled for this Thursday. 
An 18-year-old has been arrested and will be charged with murder in connection with Friday night's deadly shooting at a Brockton restaurant. A second man has also been taken into custody, but charges against him are not immediately clear. Both men were arrested on the Cape. The arrest come after surveillance video was made public from inside the Brockton restaurant that showed the deadly shooting. The video shows the moments before, during, and after Friday night shooting at the Hibachi Sushi Supreme Buffet on Crescent Street. A man is seen approaching a table at about 7.25 p.m. before he pulls a gun from his jacket and shoots the victim at point-blank range. Video shows that there were multiple children near the table where the man was shot. Another man is seen grabbing a child in the immediate aftermath of the shooting and fleeing the restaurant located in the Brockton East Shopping Plaza. The victim, 22-year-old Joe Arojo of Brockton, was taken to Good Samaritan Medical Center where he was pronounced dead. There were no other injuries. Investigators say the shooting does not appear to be a random act. Two men were scheduled to appear in Brockton District Court later today. Flames pouring from a Milton home early yesterday morning. Fire officials say just before 7 a.m., somebody going by the Hillside Street house noticed smoke. Called 911. Milton Fire Chief Christopher Madden says on arrival, crews found heavy fire in the rear of the building and tried to make an interior attack, but with difficult conditions inside, they were forced to stay outside. The chief says there was one person sitting on the front porch of the home when they arrived. They had gotten out on their own. Crews had some difficulty when they went to clear the rest of the building due to excessive clutter. Another obstacle for firefighters was the frigid weather. Their water hoses were pouring on the flames, quickly turning to very slick ice. Fire officials said one person who was inside the home at the time of the fire was examined in an ambulance as a precaution. Cause of the fire is still under investigation. That raccoon that Quincy police say was intentionally set on fire late last month has died. The Cape Wildlife Center in Weymouth says the raccoon, which the animal hospital had been caring for, since December 31st, died last Friday following three surgeries. Despite their efforts and round-the-clock care, they say they lost the patient. The animal underwent her third surgery to address her burns, and even more tissue had become necrotic since the last procedure. Although CPR was attempted and emergency medications administered, the animal died on Friday. In a previous statement, Quincy police said they received a call on December 30th reporting a person was attempting to light a raccoon on fire in the backyard of a house on Royal Street in Wollaston. Officers arrived to find two neighbors arguing. Officers also saw a live raccoon in a trap cage that appeared to have burn injuries. The officers were able to obtain video of the incident that allegedly shows 63-year-old Andrew Chu building a fire in a tin can, then placing the trap cage containing the raccoon on top of that tin can. Chu was arrested and charged with cruelty to animals. He was arraigned January 2nd in Quincy District Court. 
The City of Generals, Quincy's modern-day Patriots documentary film, has been named an official selection of this year's Block Island Film Festival. The Block Island Film Festival assembles a consortium of global filmmakers who gather to share ideas, philosophies, and filmmaking processes promoting the importance of cultural and environmental issues. The 35-minute short documentary captures the City of Quincy's patriotic traditions and dedication ceremonies of the General's Bridge and Park in Quincy Center in the fall of 2021, featuring seven of the generals, including General Joseph Dunford, 36th Commandant of the U.S. Marine Corps and 19th Chair of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General James McConville, the 40th Chief of Staff of the U.S. Army, the late General Gordon Sullivan, the 32nd Chief of Staff of the U.S. Army, Major General Francis McGinn, U.S. Army National Guard, the late Major General Charles Sweeney of the U.S. Air Force, late Major General Stephen Keefe of the U.S. Air Force Reserve, and Brigadier General Ronald Rand of the U.S. Air Force. The festival will be held on Block Island May 29th through the 31st and is open to the public. Gas prices dropped four cents in the past week in Massachusetts, according to AAA, but are still higher than the national average. The average price for a gallon of gas in Massachusetts, $3.13 yesterday. The national average is six cents lower. AAA says the higher price could be related to extreme weather. The national average for a gallon is close to a flat $3 a gallon. AAA says... We're not far behind, but prices might waffle a bit on weather-related concerns and the potential for escalating tensions in the Middle East, which so far have not had a lasting impact on oil prices. The good news is the price in Massachusetts is down 15 cents in the past month. Comes as no surprise to those who endure the nightmarish commutes and rumble through the ever-growing potholes, but a new study has named Massachusetts among the worst states to drive in. The personal finance website WalletHub yesterday released its report on 2024's best and worst states to drive in after analyzing driving in 50 states across 31 key metrics, including share of rush hour traffic, auto repair shops per capita, average gas prices, auto maintenance costs, road quality, and car dealerships per capita. Overall rank for Massachusetts, 45th. Only California, West Virginia, Delaware, Washington, and Hawaii ranked behind Massachusetts. Iowa was named the best state in America for drivers, followed by Georgia, Kansas, Oklahoma, and Alabama. It's no joke, humorous and quirky messages on those electronic signs will soon disappear from highways and freeways across the country. The U.S. Federal Highway Administration has given states two years to implement all the changes outlined in its new 1,100-page manual released last month, including rules that spell out how signs and other traffic control devices are regulated. Administration officials said overhead electronic signs with obscure meanings, references to pop culture, or those intended to be funny, will be banned in 2026. 
because they can be misunderstood or distracting to drivers. The agency, which is part of the U.S. Department of Transportation, said signs should be simple, direct, brief, legible, and clear, and only be used for important information, such as warning drivers of crashes ahead, adverse weather conditions and traffic delays, seatbelt reminders, and warnings about the dangers of speeding or driving impaired are also allowed. Check of business news this morning. Stocks are mixed. The Dow is down 118. The Nasdaq rose 2. The S&P is up 3. Shares fell in Asia. The euro is down. Oil at $72 a barrel. Sports Celtics get a win over Toronto, 105 to 96, and they will host the Spurs, the Garden, tomorrow night at 7:30. Bruins shut out the Devils, three to nothing. They will host Colorado Thursday night at seven. The National Weather Service forecast. For today, snow will change to a mixed precipitation, eventually to rain. A couple inches accumulation, high today, 34. Clearing tonight, low 22. Tomorrow, mostly sunny at a high of 28. Thursday, cloudy at a high of 30. Maybe some snow showers Friday afternoon at a high 28. For the boater, waves 2 feet, wind out of the east, 5 to 10. Becomes northeast, 10 to 15 later today. Next high tide at 3.07 p.m. Sunrise, 7.09, set at 4.37. Traffic note, for River Bridge, scheduled to open at 3 p.m. Also a reminder, there is a one-day delay for the curbside collection of trash and recycling in Quincy for the rest of the week due to the Martin Luther King Jr. holiday yesterday. I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News Update for Tuesday, January 16th.